The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! We interrupt this regularly scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midland Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not so enthused champion via satellite. What do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling and I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off. you're disappointed but that's too bad because this is my life not yours instead of being upset with me you should look in the mirror and ask yourself why why you never bothered to just get to know me why instead of trying to teach me you didn't just ask me what I wanted for my career such a tiny, tiny man, you cast a large shadow, and I'm done living under it.
not your baby boy anymore. So you nombre. I'm a man. been sprung. Pick one and start uh -oh. swinging. Just had a match against Sonya Deville, just defended her title. About to take on all of damage control. Belair's gonna do just that. Belair's gonna fight going full well. She's outnumbered. How about three on one just too much, even for the EST right now. What it means to be the champion. Oh. Bianca fighting with everything she's got left. Here comes Oh my Blake. God! Here comes Asuka. Alexis and Oscar had Belair's back before. We see the odds here tonight. The same sense from Clash at the Castle. A brawl has broken out on Monday Night Raw. Bailey stomping the EST in the corner. Now Bailey is outnumbered. He's on the under, other foot now. No way out for Bailey. Bailey might want to turn around. There's no good option right now for Bailey. Oh! Bailey going right to the floor of the ring. Dodges Otis. Oh, super kick right to the dome of Otis. Gables rocked! Oh my god! Oh, 
cover. Huge win for Johnny Gargano.
Ripley. Barking orders to Dominic Mysterio. But the lake is already done. Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Kevin Panetta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host, Jimmy T. My co-host is back. He's the $1 king. He's fucking sexy. He's Kevin Panetta. 
Welcome back to the Machismo. How's things, man? Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. <laughs> I like the house. You know what's funny, man? I was going to use that as an actual th intro to this. I was using it at one stage, but uh, yeah, but I just haven't gotten back to it. But yeah, man, this Raw was great, dude. Yeah, I'm solid. It was okay. Well, I thought it was much better than anything AEW put out this week, or last week, should I say. Yeah, Raw's I mean, my favorite show by far right now. Um, the problem with WWE is that there's no uh, titles to go for. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the problem. While Roman Reigns is out fucking on vacation, it seems, we've got no world champions. And that's the thing, man. How long can we keep these world championships on Roman Reigns? Do we need to get him off him right now? Or do we just stay with it and let him just be the champ of everything? I mean, heck, he even made the PWI yeah. number one spot. So that's that's something. I would split them. I would let them keep one in a whole another year, but uh, have one be wrestled regularly. Do you let him keep the Universal Championship? Because that's what he's kind of known for now. Yeah, hey, whatever one he wants. Dealer's choice. <laughs> yep. Well, if, that, if that's the case, you go with the WWE Championship, surely, right? Uh, probably. We'll probably. Yeah, they'll, they'll make a little pick one or the other. Yeah, true. Why not, man? Um, like I said, man, there was a lot of things I loved about Raw. There's a lot of things that was the same old shit. But nevertheless, I think what we got tonight was, well, not tonight, but back on Monday night, is some storyline sort of uh, connections. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've got a lot of story going on. There's a lot of strings put together. I mean, for once, there seems to be a lot more guys and girls in the middle of storylines. Yeah. Whereas in AEW, it feels like no one's doing anything, really. Yeah, there's actually a lot of guys with storylines going on. There's cohesive storytelling, um, as opposed to AEW, which there's no storylines, just backstage drama. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, is there any news actually? I, I saw Kenny Omega put out a video on on Twitter where he kind of was making fun of the whole situation where he stole some money from a cash register. Apparently, that's supposed to be a nod to what happened last week on Dynamite, or after All Out, shall I say? I don't know, man. I don't get it personally. Him stealing money and then he got caught. I don't get it. He never got caught in the video, though. But have you seen it? No, but I read that he, he set feelers out, too, even before the Young Bucks about if uh, WWE is interested. So uh, I think he's just trying to cover his own ass right now in case those are true. And uh, there's finally a leak going the other way against them now. So it's going to taste of their own medicine by whoever's leaking that stuff, whether it's true or not. Well, do you think... I think there's a good chance that Kenny does go to WWE, dude. Even if this shit didn't all happen, I still thought, for some reason, Kenny is willing to jump ship to WWE after his contract comes up in 2024. I have the dream match everybody wants is Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega. Oh, dude. <laughs> For a lifetime, so I don't see why he wouldn't want to. The I mean, there's also... Yeah, I'm for sure. There's also Kenny and... Uh, and and AJ Styles, I mean, that would be absolutely huge at this point. But they're both getting up in age. Finn Balor too, Edge, you know, a lot of dream matches. Absolutely, man. And I think Kenny, in my opinion, would be a big deal in WWE. Uh, whether WWE were offering the same amount of money as apparently they did three years ago before AEW was a thing, I don't know. Do you think he could make the same amount of money, or has his stocks gone down because of all this trouble? The question is, is Tony Khan going to keep him as the EVP or just a wrestler? 
If he's just a wrestler, it's going to be comparable money. If he's staying as EVP, no chance in hell. He's just trying to drive his bargaining rate up, setting out those fielders. Absolutely. As you should, man. At the end of the day, that's what you do, man. You'd be silly not to. I still even think um, MJF, there's a big possibility of him still jumping in 2024. Was it 2024 where his contract was up? Yeah, 2024. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys coming up, including the Bucks. And, uh, but then again, if you're Malachi Black, or shall I say Alistair Black, because it will be soon, no worries about that. Hey, man, you sign a seven-year contract, you claim fucking mental health, bang, you're out. It's all good. I think uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stark would be two big ones to jump ship, too. That would actually get utilized much, much more, especially with uh, Ricky Stark's uh, really good friendship with Cody Rhodes over there. You know what, man? Both of them have got that WWE thing about him. Like, I think WWE would absolutely be interested in both of them. The only thing that holds Ricky Starks back is being, A, compared to The Rock, yeah. which I think would be bad for him in WWE, and B, he's too small. Yeah, but put him on a, put him in NXT first and put him with Carmelo Hayes and have them, like, go... <laughs> personality against each other let him dominate Carmelo Hayes a little bit then you might appreciate it more and like put down your expectations a little bit he's definitely not the rock but he has that he's got this well, swagger that not most guys have naturally that's an interesting sort of pairing actually uh Kev I actually like it but what would you call him like would you call him I don't know Starks and I don't know <laughs> Carmelo Starks I don't fucking know bro Melo don't miss absolute Absolute, 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 never miss or something. <laughs> absolute, never miss. Yeah, that's just something I have in ten seconds. You know, if we had a twenty-hour creative meeting, we'd come up with so much. <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely. I just put both of us on the spot, <laughs> literally, including myself. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck to call them, but I'm sure something creative could be come up with with creative in WWE if they were to jump ship. Yeah, I think so too. I think their their charisma can shine off each other. They can bring out the best in each other too. That's Absolutely. Too Absolutely, man. Well, let's get into Raw, actually, Kev. And we coming from uh apparently it's a moonlight light after moonlight a moonlight night. Side by side they will see us ride. But if they cared to look, then they would see it's our return to fantasy. But me, I'm just here to do all this shit and let's talk about Raw. I mean, seriously. <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. Um Seth Rollins makes his entrance bare-chested in a purple checkered suit. Uh, why not, right? I mean, shit. He always loves, loves dressing up really elaborate and shit, right, Kev? I got the purple on today, too. You do? Oh, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. What does that say? I am paradise? It's the Rock's fitness gear. Oh, really? Yeah. That's actually quite cool, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It's like 40 bucks a tank top, though, the Rock prices. $80 for sweatpants, a little overpriced, but they're, uh, they fit perfect. I've seen him selling down here too, man. And I've always been tempted, man. Like, I've grabbed The Rock's fucking merch. I know it's Under Armour, but, like, I've just grabbed it and I'm like, yeah. It is Under Armour. Yeah, yeah so. And then I'll put it back. I will get it eventually. I don't mind these shoes too. Have you seen the Under Armour Rock shoes? I heard they're very comfortable and great to run in. I didn't buy them yet because they were a little overpriced too. But I heard they're amazing. Yeah, I saw them. But, uh, yeah, again, it's just... Uh, it's kind of cheesy at the same time wearing rock shoes you know what i'm saying <laughs> like when you think about it but they're cool they look good man i mean the sneakers are worth buying for sure but they are a bit pricey no doubt yeah um anyway the, as i was saying seth rollins makes his entrance bare chested and all he gets in the ring on the mic and greets the city of portland 
He asked the crowd if they believe in karma and says Matt Riddle got what was coming to him when he beat him at Clash at the castle. And now he's living rent-free in Riddle's head because he's asking for a rematch, but the trouble is he's not interested in a rematch. So what's next for Seth freaking Rollins? He's pondered that question over the last week and he yells at the crowd for chanting rematch. What he's interested in is the fact that it's been far too long since he's held the championship gold and now we enter Matt Riddle. He rushes the ring and attacks Rollins, laying kicks in. Seth rams him into the corner, but he keeps throwing hands and double leg stampedes. Him clear over the ropes and onto the floor, brawling on the floor. Rollins smashes his head into the announce desk and tries to run away through the crowd, but Matt is right behind him. Brawling an eye rate gets an eye rate gets Seth enough breathing room to run to the back before Riddle can follow him. He's interrupted by Judgment Day appearing on the stage as Finn Balor tries to sell Riddle on them being friends. <laughs> the fuck and not here to fight and Damien Priest points out that they go way back and not too long ago they were in the same situation superstars on the rise but somehow something or someone always held them back well no more they're here to change that for Riddle Bella says Matt sees how much Dom has grown the last couple of weeks and they've taken care of Rey Mysterio and tonight they're going to take Edge out and it's Matt's choice as to whether he wants to rise with the Judgment Day or fall with the rest Matt then says the answer is no, bro. As Finn accuses him of having a cloudy brain. <laughs> That's funny. That's and good. says either Riddle stands with them or they're or in their way. As Matt answers with a pump knee to Finn and a clothesline over the ropes to Priest as we go to a break. I like this first segment, dude. Yeah, there's a lot of things to have noted in this segment, too. Um, to start off, the crowd's ready to pop for uh, Seth Rollins, too. They're doing That's this. true. Uh, if Vince was still in charge, he'd probably have to go back to his old theme song or a different song just because he's getting too yeah. because of that. I mean, it was like a clash at the castle. Everyone, even in the middle of the match, was just doing, oh. It's too catchy, man. Why, why, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? The actual song itself is making him into a baby face. It is. It is. So they're going to have to decide if they want to keep that or if he can keep being that biggest, bigger asshole and like, uh, getting more heat on the crowd than he is getting over. Uh, I, I think he can. Um, another good big thing to note here is, too, thank God Matt Riddle didn't take the scooter to the ring when he's coming to do it. <laughs> I was expecting the scooter. Uh, can you imagine that? He's like, no, fuck you, bro. And he's coming down on the scooter. <laughs> he shoot the birds out of his feet again. Like, thank uh, God. Pardon him not to do that there. Nah, uh, man. You can't do that shit, man. <laughs> nah, I did like this whole segment, too. Then, um... I think Riddle needs a win now, too. I, I, I don't think he needed that loss tonight. That should have been a DQ and not a pinfall, I think, too. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I agree, actually. Riddle needs to get some wins, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I guess we're still going to go with another Seth Riddle program, right? I mean, and does Riddle get his win this time? Probably. It's a blood feud now. Probably, but <laughs> see, you said probably. You're not even 100% sure because even I'm not. Nah, just like with Cody and Seth, Seth lost three times in a row. You never know what they're going to do when they're pushing someone a certain way. Um, is there any truth behind those riddle texts? Is he getting punished too? You never know. You know, from weeks ago. Well, to be fair, Kev, those texts are true, one. And two, I'm surprised, you know, WWE's kind of just let that slide under the carpet, almost pretending it doesn't even exist. But you're right. It feels like he's kind of getting, you know, burnt. Mm -hmm. for his bullshit and you know what if that's the case you gotta eat the shit cause you're lucky to still have a job my man 
True, true. And uh, who knows when Randy Orton's coming back, too. That could be pushes winning losses, too. Like, if he goes on a few losing streak, too, then Randy Orton comes back. That erases his losing streak and doesn't. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> There's a lot of factors taking a place there when you go by the, the uh, history of WWE booking. Well, do you think they're just stalling? Really, and to see you know what's going on with Auden, or do you think Auden's injury is a lot more worse than what we thought, and possibly he might not even come back, dude? I don't think it's as bad as what we think. I think he uh, uses these for extended vacations and takes a full <laughs> amount of rehab time. It's not like a John Cena, hungry John Cena, is coming back three months early. He'll take his full six months and then two weeks or eight weeks of rehabbing, you know, to be with his family. <laughs> it's the smart thing at age 40, 42, whatever he is, too. So I don't blame him, and it makes it easy. Or he was taking a couple losses, and like he'll get back that hot, hot, uh, hot streak back. You know, once he's back on uh, TV again. For sure, I, man. I don't think they're stalling. I, I really think it's going to be a blood feud. They're going to go three matches. It's going to spread out a little bit too. Um, I assume Rat and Riddle is going to win the feud, unless unless Seth Rollins is going to get a world title. Um, it could go either way, though. Interesting. Oh, that's a good point, man, for sure. I agree with you 100%. Um, anyway, we move on, though, because we get our first match of the evening, which is between Finn Balor and Matt Riddle. Um, I'm surprised this would be, you know, the first match, but nevertheless, it was a pretty decent matchup, and surprisingly, Finn Balor ends up winning by pinfall with a coup de gras. And uh, what do you think of the match? It was a solid match. I, I noticed this before, too. Um do you think it's a slap to the face to CM Punk that Matt Riddle uses the bro to sleep like mid-match <laughs> finisher? It's just like an yeah. True, it's not even an actual finisher. You're right. <laughs> signature. It leads towards a signature, I believe, right? right. You think? Break. You think it is a signature. It has to be. Well, I guess we got to see him win first, right? <laughs> right, that's the problem. But yeah, we have to see. I'm pretty sure he has one with the bro to sleep, dude. I think? I know it's the bro Derek, the floating bro. Right, the- right, right. I, don't, I haven't seen you. I could be wrong. I don't remember seeing a woman. I could have sworn I have seen it, man. I've seen it. I'm sure I have. I could be wrong, but I can picture it almost in my head, dude. That's the thing. But you know what? I don't think Punk would be angry, to be honest. Because, why sh- <laughs> well, he steals shit all the fucking time. I mean, come on, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, geez. It, it is what it is. But um, oh, I don't know. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, I've never heard him actually mention Riddle ever no and so if he hasn't never mentioned his name i assume he doesn't have a problem with him but i want to point out now seeing punk reminded me of someone and something i wanted to bring up but r.i.p to elias theodoru i don't know if you know who that is i saw you post about him but, but i didn't know who he was right well he's a mma fighter obviously he was in ufc um yeah man he no one knew that he had cancer and he hit it for whatever reason and uh yeah he just passed away like surprisingly so R.I.P. to Elias Theodoru he was a cool dude man I've, I've interacted with him quite a few times and I've even interacted with him with me and him and Punk once on Twitter <laughs> and we, we were giving shit to Punk though. like them two were talking and I just kind of jumped in and uh-huh. then it turned into me and him sort of giving shit to Punk it was pretty funny man I thought I was going to get blocked by Punk but it actually didn't happen surprisingly nice nice <laughs> yeah it was just fucking we were only fucking around anyway but like yeah man but so yeah R.I.P. to him, and he was only 34, bro. He looked so healthy. I mean, how the fuck? What the hell? Yeah, it was cancer, man. He died from... I'm hearing reports it was either liver liver cancer or um, colon cancer. Either way, it's savage, man. 
And obviously it got him quick because he fought, the last time he fought was in December 2021. Yeah. And he just passed away now. So either he had it then and he still won, bro. Or I don't know what the fuck, man. But apparently, like, according to some friends, he was feeling like pains, like weird pains. He just didn't know what the fuck it was. And yeah, he never told anybody, bro. Damn, that's Nobody. A like when uh, Brock was, was uh, doing UFC through diverticulitis too, man. Right, right. A real man right there. People that's uh, severe pain, severe injuries, people fighting through that. And eventually For took sure. his life. Like, RIP to his family. Uh, I know yeah. thoughts mean nothing from a stranger, but. Right. No, nah, no doubt, man. So RIP to his family and, and our condolences from here at the PWC Network and Dollar Club Wrestling. Um, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, after the match, uh, we get a post-match sort of thing where Roland slides into the ring while Riddle is struggling to his feet and a blackout. Seth tells him it's over and to move on. Damage Control, though, are interviewed backstage and they say tonight they're in control and this is their division and Bailey refuses to talk about pinning Bianca Belair. Ending the interview as we go to another break. Um, do you like their name, Damage Control, Kev? No, it's... it's, it's- I'm indifferent. It's uh, I don't get the reasoning behind it. Um, Damage control. What are they cleaners? At least it's not Sky and Sky and Kai. You know, like <laughs> Sky and Kai. <laughs> uh, when they just give two guys like Ricochet and Ali. You know, like just give me a fucking name. It's like it's your. It should be Yakika. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the creative. At least they created this time. It doesn't matter. Uh... It's the attempt at the creation. <laughs> Damage fucking control, man. They sound like they're fucking road workers or some shit, bro. Why'd they do the uh, CT, CTRL? Is there like damage control already patented? Oh, uh, because on the computer, like, you know, control, the yeah. button control, it's spelt as CTRL. Yeah, but why use that one instead of control? It's just, uh, just, maybe they, marketing? maybe they want to be cute. No, they just want to be like, you know, cool, like, like the kids, bro. That's what I think. You know what I mean? Because you know how everything's. Abbreviated into fucking letters, pretty much. Yeah, R O T F L M A F A. Yeah, like all that shit, bro. I bet you that's why. You know what I mean? I and why not? Whatever. Or maybe they're fucking. Um, I don't know. There's some sort of computer fucking, like matrix shit, <laughs> and they're here to control the WWE through the matrix. Who the fuck knows, bro? To me, it makes no sense anyway. Dakota Kai is a big gamer. Maybe that's why. Just like King Coda, like video game codes online and stuff too. Like- i don't know man but they gotta stop playing video games with the public bro <laughs> like seriously why can't they just keep that shit private man i guess hers isn't that well known it doesn't conflict with her gimmick if you're a guy like alistair black malachi black keep your gaming pie private you know if you want to have a dark emo gimmick you know then then keep it private but if it's you're like alexa bliss can play games you know it doesn't you know, now she can not before when she was uh with Jeff Lippman's Lily and stuff. You know? <laughs> uh, shout out to Jeff Lippman, who's creepily got a Lily doll. And I hope La Sacaria ends up destroying that thing <laughs> because <laughs> she she deserves nothing more than just your attention, Jeff, not Lily's as well. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, back from the commercial, we get an emo promo from Dominic Mysterio <laughs> about how this is the first time in his life he's felt alive. He's his own person and he's done talking disrespect and bottling it up inside and Edge got exactly what he deserved. This is his life and not Ray's and he should look in the mirror rather than being upset with him. Why didn't he bother to get to know him or ask him 
when he wanted from his career or what he wanted from his career, shall I say. But for such a tiny, tiny man, he casts such a long shadow. As Rhea Ripley whispers in Dom's ear, he says he's not Ray's baby boy anymore. He's a man. <laughs> Rhea smiles. What do you think anyway? Did you did you like this? Uh, I'm not going to say it was good, but I'm going to say it's the most interesting Dominic has ever been. So that's a step in the right direction. Um, they might as well just say like, Dom lost his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> well... We've got a lot of things in, in the world of professional wrestling with kids becoming men lately, Kev. From Jungle Boy Jack Perry to just being Jack Perry to Dominic Mysterio becoming a real man's man, bro. When uh, when Rhea Ripley was like whispering in his ear, it reminded me of like Sigourney Weaver's head with the alien head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one, bro. It does, now that I think about it. actually does fucking remind me of that. That's exactly the same, bro. Same, I think that was their inspiration for that shot. <laughs> bro, once you said that, I could see it now. That's definitely the inspiration. No doubt about it, man, for sure. <laughs> that makes me laugh. But Dom's a real man's man, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I guess we got two men now. Two. Not one, but two. <laughs> oh, he's a man. Anyway... He continues though, as he um. We're, we're Keith we're Scenario, Sixteen is that what they're saying? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I think that was it. Actually, that was the end of his promo. As you know, Rhea Ripley smiles at the end as he's saying he's a man. But we get a hype reel for Johnny Gargano as I, Austin Theory cuts a promo from earlier today asking who Johnny's first opponent is. Is it not him, but somebody that he considered a close friend? Without further ado, it's Chad Cable. Thank you. Shush, please. <laughs> anyway, Alpha Academy roll up and Chad has a giggle about Johnny wrestling and says everyone will call him Johnny Stoosh or Shush after tonight as we go to a break. Oh, jeez, man. What do you think of this little segment, Kev? Uh, shush. <laughs> I, I never liked the Shush thing. A lot of people do. Um, I think it's corny. Um, he sell, he loves it. Like, until he's like, looks like horny as shit when he says it. Like He's like <laughs> proud of himself. That smug look on his face. Like, yeah, he's so freaking proud that he delivers it well. At least. Oh, that's why I love it, bro, because it's so cheesy, so stupid that I kind of like it. It's like, shush, please. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but he winds it up like a, thank you. <laughs> I fucking love it, bro. It's stupid, don't get me wrong. It is stupid, but it's something, right? I mean, he's turned chicken shit into chicken salad in some ways. It's all he got. It's all he's got right now, you know, especially losing every match. Well, speaking of chicken shit and chicken salad, we get in a, a women's matchup next, a women's tag team matchup, shall I say, between Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez, who are your women's tag team champions, versus damage controlling Dakota Kai and Io Sky. And um, I guess this was the match we were supposed to have originally at Clash of the Castle, but that they wanted to fool the marks, shall I say, because damage control ends up winning by pinfall with a rolling lung blower from Dakota Kai on Aaliyah, to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, thank fucking God. Uh, believe it or not, I thought giving them the title originally was a pretty bad decision, the Aaliyah and uh, Rodriguez. So did I, so did I, absolutely. But I've been, uh, I've made, I made a post about it, I put a picture of them two up, like doing their entrance, and I played We Are The Champions when they first won the belt, and I asked people- We are the champions. Anyway, yeah, continue. Video, but I asked people in the community who they wanted to see beat them for the titles. 
And I was like getting uh, ripped on for saying I wanted damage control to win. They have a big five fan base. Rodriguez, what? I was shocked. These are the no. yeah. yeah, I was. Wow. They did the right thing and giving them that belt like uh, gave them a little bit of legitimacy. Uh, I know Raquel has some, but Aaliyah didn't. Uh, so they tag team for a little bit, but like the younger the younger girls out there, like I like them a lot. I, I, maybe because the Kardashian look and then the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, Rodriguez together combined, uh, but that th- is the right decision. Uh, I would have given damage control the belt right away, but now they possibly built two teams instead of one, which isn't terrible for the company. But even though we disagree with it as middle-aged men, <laughs> yeah, I think there's too many of these types, Kev. To be honest with you, you know these types. If you hear the song, <laughs> you know what I mean. Can you picture gangsters going to shopping like at the mall, bro? They're like, yo, check this out, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> With this song in the background. It reminds me of like a bunch of gangsters going shopping, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like straight, like Compton gangsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just picking shit like, woo, this, this is great. But man, yeah, that's the problem, bro. There's too many of these type of dudes. I don't know if you remember whose theme this was, though. Do you remember whose theme this was? No, who's was it? Oh, come on, man. The Beverly Brothers, bro. Oh, okay, nice. Remember Blake and, um, uh, what was the other guy's name? Blake and, Blake uh, and Mike. Blake and Bo. Oh, Blake and Bo. That's right, Bo. That's it. Blake Bo- and Bo. Uh, what's his name? Von Wagner's one of their sons. Yeah, 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 yeah. The t- Bo's. It's Bo's, um, uh, what's it called? Son. I'm pretty sure it was a Blake. Which one was the taller one, bro? It was Bo, wasn't it? Oh man, but anyway, the taller guy, not Mike Enos, because the other guy was Mike Enos, if anyone remembers from WCW. Um, the taller one is Von Wagner's son. Oh, sorry, the other way around. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, man. If people think fucking um, that, that's whack, bro. Straight up. Whoa, I don't know what happened there. I know. Uh- <laughs> AEW's got the demographic, but WWE has a younger demographic, and that younger demographic <laughs> loves that, like, very loves the uh, Aaliyahs and the uh, the Alexa Blisses and Liv Morgans, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right, man. It is what it is. Um, anyway, <laughs> damage control. Oh, you already saw that, right? Wait, where were we, man? We we're up dam- to the damage control match. That's where we were. Yeah, yeah. Control won the tag team championships, like I said before. But anyway, we go backstage where Rey Mysterio tries to apologize to Dominic, but he's not listening. He begs him not to fight Edge and tries to warn him before saying, if he fights Edge tonight, things will never go back to how they were. A smiling Rhea Ripley then rolls up to say, Puppy knows best, and Puppy knows he's all man now. Alpha Academy then make the entrance to send us once again to a break. I like that segment, dude. I liked it, um, Rhea especially, but Ray, dude, you're. If, I'm not even a father. Any father I know, if you even say anything remotely mean about this, <laughs> they would get in my fucking face, dude. Like, come on, you, you, you try to knock Edge out there, and then you guys can make up later, you know. But like, show a little more aggression with that. Like, uh, any would uh, want to rip Edge's fucking head off, even though your kid's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> dude, I know he's just like he's acting too much. You're right, dude. It doesn't feel genuine. When it comes to Rey Mysterio, you teach him how to drive, man. Come on. Yeah, orale, yeah. Come on, Holmes. Nah, nah. You should be like fully like invested, man. Yeah, enraged, bro. Like fucking kill you, man. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Bring weapons even to the ring. 
619, my teeth down your throat, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. Like full venom, bro. But now we get little Ray Ray. Yep. yep. Literally, little Ray Ray. Well, no growth in 30 years as a character. <laughs> <laughs> that one was uh, Fuck. He's a little papino. <laughs> Not there's a puppy, a papino, like a little puppy. <laughs> there's a reason why we still talk about the Dominic Eddie storylines. Doesn't have that many good storylines, as great as he is as a performer. Absolutely agree with you, man. Well, it's true. Like what you said is true, man. People probably will be like, what? But you're spot on, bro. Yeah. Honestly, tell us otherwise. It's so true, man. Absolutely. Anyway, we go to our next matchup as we get Chad Gable versus Johnny Gargano. Um, this is a good match. It was pretty decent as Johnny Gargano wins by pinfall with a slingshot DDT. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, very good. I don't think Chad Gable's ever had a bad match. And Johnny... True. Always a good match, too. Two smaller guys um, working hard and putting on a good show for us. That, that's for the internet people right there, that match. Absolutely. Well, post-match, um, Otis attacks, but Johnny fights him off. Up the aisle, Austin Theory lays Gagano out with a Money in the Bank uh, bank briefcase. As Theory and Alpha Academy take a selfie together and we go once again to another break. Um, back from the commercial, though, Austin Theory is still in the ring and has a mic in hand. He mocks Johnny Gargano as disappointing and says somebody had to show him how it works around here because to him, all Johnny Wrestling is an overrated bottom-feeding fish or bottom-feeding fish at the bottom of the food chain. And speaking of fish and food, enter Kevin Owens as, as he starts talking, but Theory cuts him off to yell about how sick he is of idiots running his, uh, ruining his moments and how he's going to take over the entire damn industry KO then says we've heard all that for months. He keeps talking about being the future and that's great. But last week he looked Austin in the eyes and told him he was the future and that's no longer the case. Theory then claims he's done more in the last two months than Owens has done in the last five years. And Kev says statements like that go to show what a delusional jackass he really is earning a contract in a ladder match he wasn't supposed to be in. And hey, he can't blame him. When he became Universal Champion, the title was handed to him on a silver platter, but that's where the similarities end. They're opposites, and he couldn't be prouder of that fact. How many guys have come by in the last two decades, young, chiseled, stone, full of potential, and how many of those guys fizzled out and went nowhere? How many people like he and Johnny Gargano have come in and made it to the level they're at? You can count that on one hand because they're one in a million, and, and hey... He's not saying that Austin will burn out. He hopes he's everything he, he says he is, but he's been watching and he'll tell him right now and he doesn't think he has what it takes to be the future. He tells him to shut up and listen and prove him wrong and you stop thinking about the moments handed to you and you start making your own moments. Austin's response is simply to flex and tell Owens he'll never be like him. Kayo says he thought talking would work, but just slaps him across the face and we've got a brawl mounted punches. Austin trying to back off. And he just gets trapped in the corner as referees swarm to break them up. The referees fail to get them apart. They brawl around and back in. Owens only gets a stunner, but road engines, Peter, uh, Petey Williams, Jamie Noble, and Sean Davari hold Kev back. And uh, this was a great segment, dude. Yeah, it was. Um, I would. I, would I loved it. I would parody this segment into uh, having Austin play the role of Sammy Guevara and Kevin play <laughs> the role of uh, Eddie Kingston. I would parody that. And I would oh, have no. Austin Theory go, you fat piece of shit or something. 
and it's the <laughs> that you can work like that and be a wrestler you're supposed to have like legit issues and uh it doesn't have to be personal and i, I would parody that i would just like have a throwaway line uh but Why kevin, not? kevin owens also should have said i fought stone cold at wrestlemania you dumb freaking yuts you know yeah, like, yeah he should have fucking out fuck you i agree <laughs> but he didn't but whatever the case um do you think there's a chance Kevin Owens might actually get the Money in the Bank briefcase off of Theory, or am I thinking too far ahead? Um, I, I wasn't thinking that now, but I mean, yeah, there, yeah, there's a chance. Um, I'm not sure who's going to win this match, which is a good thing. I think they both need to win. Um, just also, I don't know if it's good or bad. Austin has been losing a ton, and Kevin's on the ups, upswing right now. So I think Definitely. I, would, I think I would give Kevin the win because Austin's younger and can recover better. Um, and I don't see Austin cashing in, so I actually would try to get it on somebody else without making him look bad, if possible. No, for sure. I agree, man. Absolutely agree. Well, we go backstage as Bianca Belair is walking backstage. She'll issue an open challenge after the break. As we come back from the commercial, commentary hypes up tomorrow night's NXT 2.0. Or is it NXT once again, Kev? Are we getting the black and gold once again? It looks like it's gold and black now. Yeah, I think so gold black and white mm-hmm. it's yeah. like a virgin <laughs> you see what i did there so are we going to get gold with white ropes or are we going to get gold ropes with black and white sort of hmm. you know sort of look i think it's going to look closer to the original i, I hope so look, maybe some white in like the uh just on like the uh the, the outside tron you know like the ring apron tron or something or, or the turnbuckle tron I can, right, I can see the lo- uh, the ropes being white only because every other show, the ropes are white, which I hate, man. I think you should keep the white ropes for just pay-per-views. I would even go back to the black ropes for pay-per-views. I used to love that. Yeah, I used to love the black ropes too. But, but for whatever reason, that whoever the person is that always, because if you notice a pattern, right, they will go to the, they'll go back to red and blue ropes eventually, right? They'll stick with it for about three, four months and then next thing you know, it's back to white. And it's like, why do they always do that? Why it's like they can't make their minds up. Change is good as long as it's like maybe they do it for the seasons or something. For like, you know how they have like the fall season, and I don't right, know. Right. I'd have to work. I'd have to listen to uh, something to talk about Bruce Pritchard to hear like any reasoning on that. You know, he's the only guy think, there. Right, and it's a it's a real obscure question to ask because I don't think anyone really thinks to ask that question. So maybe I should send that question into Bruce Pritchard. And Cornette. tell us why. Yeah, Cornette. Or Cornette. But would Cornette know? He might. In the, well, I don't think they did it in the 90s. They kept it all the same color, didn't they? Yeah, in the 90s, it was all red pretty much until SmackDown came along. And then they had blue ropes. And then they had the black ropes come 2000 for pay-per-views, if you remember. Yeah. So I, I guess Bruce would be the guy. Hopefully, I doubt I would get a response. We can try to get a response. That'd be very interesting. There's a reasoning behind that. Oh, well, I, I have interacted with him actually on Twitter once or twice before and he's responded. But you know what's funny? He's actually part of the Hameen Media Group. He's on there now? Was he yeah. Old? Wow. He was on there. He was on there. I'm pretty sure he was. I've seen him on there. But awesome. he just doesn't say nothing. So it's funny that we mention ideas, right? I mean, how do we know? Like, there's plenty of times where, was it you and I, where we were saying, we were listening to Cornette's show and there was a lot of the same stuff, what we said. Awesome. That Corny would say, "Yeah, are they? Maybe they are listening to us, Kev." <laughs> maybe, maybe, or maybe we just like uh, we're in the same community, so we have a lot of the same opinions and ideas too. That's why we like each right. Other. 
but, but you know what they say because we're just fans we're marks right we don't know shit but you know that's according to them but really we would be some of the best people to actually do that because we are proper wrestling fans like we love this shit you know yeah. rightfully or wrongly we, no we got a passion for it too you know absolutely we know the ins and outs of professional wrestling that's why we do this shit you can say one thing you can say we don't know shit but i'm sorry i'm sick of hearing that man i'm sick of the workers particularly always saying that man geniuses are geniuses uh... <laughs> i'm gonna probably fucking get some heat for that one right <laughs> anyway bianca ends up making her entrance and gets on the mic she says if last week's have taught her anything it's all that she's always had a target on her back and that's why she decided to issue an open challenge. Sonia Deville, uh, Sonia Deville ends up answering the call. She asks Bianca why she looks so confused and says she hasn't forgotten what she did to her and blames her for costing her her job as a WWE official. As we go back to a break before the match can even begin, so we get our first matchup for the WWE Raw Women's Championship Open Challenge between Bianca Belair, your champion, versus Sonia Deville. And uh, obviously, we knew who was going to win this. In Bianca Belair wins by pinfall with a KOD to retain the WWE Raw Women's Championship. You know what? This match was decent. Also, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Uh Sonya's underrated. I feel like before her house got robbed, where she, had yeah. stuff, she was on the verge of breaking out. And then uh, I think she stayed a little too long, being a uh, the GM of SmackDown, a little too long. They played it up too long, which kind of lost. She had some like she started to grow character, but. I think she got too rusty. She didn't wrestle for like a year and a half. It felt like, you know, and she kind of lost a little bit. She... Well, wasn't she acting like she was freaking out still to go home and all this bullshit? I mean, not I'm saying it's bullshit, but like, I think a year and a half was a very long time to to get over something like that. I mean, Mandy Rose didn't take that long, right? No, um, she had to go to court and stuff. So I think she was forced off TV for a lot of that time and stuff too. But Mandy stayed on TV. She had that story with Otis where she was making out with Otis and stuff. Too. Right, exactly. That's my point. Yeah. That affects different people different ways, you know? Don't get me wrong. They're lucky, dude. They're so lucky because that could have been... I mean, shit, they could have been dead. That's all I'm saying. I mean, do we even get serial killers like we used to back in the day? Probably. We just get away with it, you know? yeah but you don't hear about it like it used to be you know what i'm saying like back in the day you felt like those serial killers all the time man but now it's like it doesn't seem like that i watch enough cop shows now where i think that like they'll do they just pin it on somebody with evidence just to get get their stat you know you think so yeah i think they hide a lot of stuff see that's fucked bro that's not good man that's That's america you're so fucking fucked up it's all about your stats your numbers you know it's pathetic that's fucked dude like really like, i don't know what to say to that because that's not right for especially if you're innocent man imagine being innocent bro and then well, you're you know, putting on an innocent person i put on somebody with a related murder that could be similar you know well if that guy was a murderer then yeah i don't think they wouldn't pick different. you out of a hat and just because you had like same clothes they're wearing i think they're picking well, <laughs> you never know bro you never know i mean shit i mean this shit happens worldwide it's not just in america bro it happens here too man but obviously not as much as the states but there's a lot of corruption here too don't worry about that dude i guarantee you that you know what i mean i should send you some uh i don't know if you'd watch it I, would you be interested in any australian tv shows depends what they are and if they're like tons of the storyline and stuff you know i can watch uh, like do you like gangster shit yeah like mafia type of shit like gangster well the australian mafia like but it's italian mafia and it's got all sorts of nationalities but 
Dude, it's called Underbelly. I'll send you a link. I'm telling you, you'll fucking love it, bro. Nice. Yeah, I just watched Boardwalk <laughs> Empire for the first time this year, too. Oh, really? Oh, well, cool. And while, you... I'm, while I'm watching that, too, I'm like, so you can see, like, as the years got on, like, how technology's getting passed, how much harder it would be for them. These guys get away with these murders and stuff with, like, fingerprints. Oh, for sure. For sure, stuff, man. Too. That's probably why you don't see as many serial killers, too. Like, uh, cameras everywhere. Oh, <laughs> everywhere, bro. Even here, they're everywhere, man. Whenever there's an Amber Alert, there's no way in hell they can't just pull up a saddle. They find the person too. Like I don't, I don't get it. I guess they don't want to put the resources in. Too like it should be. It's so easy to find anybody if you want to find somebody right now. Yeah, that's what's bad, dude. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's bad at the same time because Big Brother is watching absolutely everywhere. Even where I live, I live by a highway, but you can walk by the highway, and there's cameras there, like just in the middle. Like it's just weird, bro. They're everywhere, everywhere. It's you crazy. can't even rob a joint and, and not get busted in the second. You got to park like streets away if you're thinking of doing shit like that. Crazy. I'm doing a podcast right with you right now at 2.14 p.m. on Wednesday. And for you, it's 4.14 a.m. on Thursday in Melbourne, Australia. It's, this, this world is amazing right now. We don't have, realize how lucky we have it for some aspects, too. I know. No, as much as we give shit to the internet, right? This is the beauty of it, bro. Who would have thought? technology like think about it man i'm looking at you you're looking at me the world's watching us right and it's like like how does that even like i can't even comprehend that and the fact that you're on the other side of the planet and i'm here it's not even the same day (laughs) yeah bro that's what i'm saying it's it's the weirdest fucking shit and we're talking about professional wrestling on top of that think about that bro that's the reach that pro wrestling truly has you know what i mean and that's what's the beauty of it and the beauty of the internet. I would have never been friends with you if it wasn't for professional wrestling and the internet. So, I mean, shit, bro. You got to, like, you got to love it. No doubt about it. Absolutely. But you know what else is weird? It's just the way the, the I know I'm getting into, like, a planetary thing now. But like you said, it's daytime for you, like, you know, just after lunch, like, at 2.15 p.m. for you. And it's 4.15 a.m. for me on a Thursday morning. Isn't that weird how it's like that, dude? Like, yeah, I'm ready to go to the gym. You're ready to go to bed soon. You yeah, know? <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I'm gonna uh, watch every t- <laughs> Yeah, I have to, bro. I have to get up. That's why I look beat up every time I do shows at this time compared to when I do it like my time, which would be your time after Dynamite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Roughly around there or about 12 o'clock actually midday because 8 p.m. Eastern for me here is 10 a.m. So that's crazy, bro. That's absolutely crazy. But anyway, I wake up at 10 a.m. to watch wrestling. You know, it's tough. Wait, like it was like uh, Ireland pay per views and stuff at one. Oh. Well, you know what, man? It's not as bad as like the UK because the good thing about here, when it's uh, daylight savings, right? When we got our summer and it's your winter, the pay per view start at 12 midday here, which is great. You know what I mean? So, but in the UK, man, those motherfuckers to watch live pay per views, they got to wake up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., even to watch Raw. Like, I don't know what's worse, bro. <laughs> I think waking up or staying up at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. to watch wrestling right now, bro, is much worse. And I yeah. like the 10 or 12 o'clock start for me. I'd be falling asleep on it. <laughs> I fall asleep on it now, bro. Imagine at that time. Forget about it. Absolutely. Anyway, we go post-matches. Bailey comes to the ramp and congratulates Bianca on her victory. She asks if she was inspired by Dakota and EO's victory earlier tonight and says they did exactly what they said they were going to do and she said they were going to take control of this whole division 
And tonight was just the beginning. But since she's out here, she wants to talk about Belair's victory. Did it make her feel better? Bailey thinks it made her feel better and fed her big fat ego. And knows Bianca won't be able to sleep at night until she beats her. Bailey crows about her pinfall victory, ending Belair's unpinned streak. And says the match will happen when the time is right. Kai and Sky have Bianca surrounded. The champ fights valiantly, but she's outnumbered and she eats the beat down until Asgard and Alexa Bliss make the save. Baby faces even the odds. Bianca lays Bailey out with a spine buster, and that's that. That's it. Done. What do you think? Um, well, uh, Bailey uh, should beat Bianca. I think. Uh, I think the time is now. Absolutely yep. agree. Yeah. One hundred. Let damage control control the division for a little bit. Um, <laughs> I like I've been saying I'm not going to say it over and over again. I, I like Bianca better as a heel. We haven't seen that in a long, long time. I know that won't happen with this feud, but I think her character's a little stale. But she is very, very good in ring worker, and she is believable in the ring. I didn't like how the faces surrounded the one heel at the end too. You know, like they're supposed to be the good guys. I know what else he's going to do, but uh, it's not the way I like to like end that part. You know. <laughs> For sure, I agree, man, 100%. Um, we go, we cut backstage after this where we see Omos walking backstage with Montel Vontanius Porter to send us to another break. But as we come back from commercial, we get technical difficulties, Kev. What the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> what was up with that? Was that done on purpose, you think, or was it legit? I thought it was done on purpose, but then it, like they didn't lead it on to being anything. You know, was that Dexter Loomis? Like, yeah, what? that's right, that's why. Yeah, I assume so. Fucking weird. Anyway, we come back from commercial and we come back from the de- technical difficulties as we get a matchup between Cash Marzi or Marazi and Ryan Toombs versus Omos in a <laughs> in a handicap match as Omos basically squashes them and wins by pinfall with a one foot double pin. <laughs> Not much to write home here other than we're going. Are we pressing the reset button once again on Omos? Um, I think they're going to keep him off TV every couple of weeks so he can practice the squash match every couple of weeks, maybe. You know, that way they look a little better because this is the best he's looked, even though it might be too late. I don't think it's that, that's the thing. Like you just said, I think he's been pretty decent, man. I don't think he's that bad. He just needs a bit more, you know, just little touches. You know what I mean? And I think he's good enough for his size. I mean, what I love about his size he's proportioned man you don't see big guys like that that he's actually proportioned he doesn't look lanky doesn't look out of place it's like he's meant to be that tall he looks good when he first started i couldn't wait to see him you wrestle now it's like eh what braun Strowman kicks his ass and he would uh, you think yeah do you think it'll be the Andre hulk hogan moment at wrestlemania they could build yeah. for that many years later i mean why not they could have did that, but but um, we disagree. But I, but I think they exposed Omos. They had him wrestle too much before before he was ready. That's the problem, and that's why I don't like these so-called reset. Speaking of a problem, though, Kev, have you seen what WWE the imposters have done? Yeah, they stole your show, man. Can't believe that shit, bro. Can you believe that smack talk? Really, man? Littman is the friggin' lawyer. If he's listening, dude, come on, <laughs> do something. Bro. We should. We've been doing... Man, we've had that name two years. And it's funny because it was a play of Talking Smack. They had Talking Smack. We've done Smack Talk. Do I need to change the name to Talking Smack now? Nice. Get and get your money, man. <laughs> Absolutely. They should fucking pay us. Look at this shit. Book, I love you, man. But what the hell? And Rosenberg, get fucked. That should be you on the left right there. 
<laughs> should, be, should be a dollar queen on the right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Speaking of dollars, bro, I hear there's a there's an event hyping up. Yeah, yeah. Um, our rock car Jim Prenny got attacked by a master sound. It was pretty pretty sick. Yeah. Was he was he the did he call himself El Gato Grande? Uh yeah, the Pussy Pussy Gato, I think he said. <laughs> That's it. Was he like a big cat? Is that what he's calling himself? The big cat? Yeah, I think the battle cat he was saying. <laughs> oh, battle cat. Oh, right. So he's not Ernie Ladd, though. As long as you know that. <laughs> he's, not, he's not that big cat. Yeah, I hope Jim gets his revenge on whoever that sick bastard was. Well, well, whoever that sick bastard was, I hope Jim Prendy does get his revenge. Whoa, what's, what's going on here? What are you... scheduled program with breaking news from Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club champion Rock Hard Jim was viciously attacked by a masked assailant outside of 112 North Midway Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania earlier this morning. Here's the security footage that we recovered from the scene. After the assault, we were able to get a few words from the not-so-enthused champion via satellite. What do you call a man that attacks you from behind? I guess the word would be a coward. Well then what is the word for a man who attacks you from behind? It has a mix. I think the word is little bitch. You just made the biggest mistake of your life, little bitch. Because I am the champion. I am Dollar Club Wrestling and I make the rules. So on October 27th, at Mischief Night, with the title on the line, you will be there, and you will recognize me. If you have any information on this mask assailant, please contact your local authorities or email dollarclubwrestling at gmail.com. This is Courtney Bensley from Channel 10 News, signing off. You better recognize, man. That's all I'm saying. You better recognize him. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, October 27th, uh, Rock Hard Jim Cranny puts the Dollar Club Championship on the line. If if this battle, this mystery Master Sailing Battle Cat shows up, and we'll be uh, hey. on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everything, if, uh, if this coward can show up and recognize Jim Cranny. <laughs> wow, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this, actually, Kev. I can't wait because Los Grande Gatos, whatever his name was, he's got something coming for him, man. I'm telling you, so beware because you better recognize him. Just yeah. saying, Brandy's gonna um, what the wipe off the boots. He hasn't kicked off in a while. He's gonna wipe the cat's ass. <laughs> Perfectly put. Like I said, it's Mischief Night. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Dollar Club Wrestling presents Mischief Night, October twenty oh, seventh. What what a name! I love it, Mischief Night. <laughs> that is brilliant, bro. Oh man, that is too good. I hope all the events that you put on right. Has got some sort of names like that, like yeah. you mean, like. Well, our first show was Friday Night Friction. <laughs> <laughs> and now Mischief Night. Oh man, this is gold, man. The next one's got to be called like fucking. I don't know, man. Um, Philadelphia Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Pound Town. Oh no, that is gold. <laughs> that is good. That is great, man. I'm crying again. Look at my eyes, bro. I'm not stoned. I'm just, I'm just my eyes are watering. 
Oh, that's fucking good, man. That is too good. Anyway, hire uh, me to come up with their uh, their special names. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, like I said, Mischief Nights, October twenty seventh, Dollar Club Wrestling. Don't miss it. October anyway, October twenty seventh. That's what I said. That's oh, what, what did I say? What did I say? What did you think I said? Oh, you said September twenty seventh. Oh no, October, October twenty seventh. I'm pretty sure I said October twenty seventh, but um, yeah, I'll have to look back on that one. But uh, anyway, we come back from commercial after Omos wins by pinfall with a one-foot double pin. Rey Mysterio tries to get one more chance to save his son, but Edge says he's a man and he has to pay for what he did. I mean, he's a man, like I keep saying. (laughs) He's a man's man. Anyway, we come back from commercial as Seth Rollins is interviewed. He talks about how he's the face of Monday Night Raw and Bobby Lashley rolls up to tell him that he isn't the face of Monday Night Raw without the gold. Seth challenges him to a title match. Bob agrees to fight about it as we get footage of Miz and Maurice at home giving an interview. <laughs> Had to do it. Uh, Dexter Loomis is lurking outside, though, as Miz talks about how safe he feels and his daughters roll up. He shuffles them off to bed and Maurice come, comes down to remind him they have a huge premiere to go to as Miz is uncomfortable and Maurice says they have a gate and guards and an alarm system and they're safe. Miz gives in and smooches her a bunch as we see Loomis in another window. Miz doesn't like hearing Dexter's name in his house and complains about having to have police escort and double security and that lunatic was still able to get into, to get in and do what he did. He refuses to give details as to what happened and says the interview is over and he has a premiere to go to and he sends the interview crew packing. He and Maurice get in the car and drive off and then we see Dexter Loomis inside drawing he holds the picture to the screen, and it's Miz and Maurice and their daughters. Uh, I, I like what they're doing with Dexter Lewis because this is what he was really meant to be, like yeah. truly. This is his character. We didn't really see this type of stuff in NXT compared to the way they're doing it now on Raw, which is a good thing. I feel like it's more like his Impact Wrestling persona now in many ways. Yeah, I like this because it was a little more subtle until the end drawing with the picture, but I guess you got to throw in that picture if you want to keep his gimmick going. Uh, I like this a lot better than. Uh, I mean, the first week was cool when they didn't focus on him as much too, but then they made it a little more obvious. And I didn't like it when he crawled out from under the ring. I thought that was a little cheesy. That was cheesy, bro. <laughs> yeah, this one was good. They got to be try a little more. Less is more with uh, with Dexter. Less, less is more. Absolutely agree. I was never his biggest fan, but I'm kind of liking this in a way. But I just don't know what the end game is, really. I like, because yeah, no this. There's so far, there's so much you can do with a character like that, man. Kidnapping people, like I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, they know what they're doing, and they're not just doing that and trying to buy time. Because yeah, it is what it is. But um, we'll see. I guess we'll see. But we come back from the commercial as we see Dominic Mysterio still sadly lacking in any kind of eyeliner, eyeshadow, or lipstick. Walking backstage with Rhea Ripley to send us to the break. Um. Does he need eyeliner and some eyeshadow, or do we just keep him like this? Why not put some lipstick on him too? Anyway, fuck it. Try something. He still looks like a nerd. <laughs> yeah, he can be. He can be Rhea's little bitch boy. You know what I mean? Like literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so the the for sure. <laughs> um, we come back from commercials. We get a hype for next week and a recap of Theory Owen's segment from earlier, which is probably this. The thing of the night for me, anyway. 
Um, but we get to our main event finally, and it's Dominic Mysterio versus Edge. Um, well, Edge rushes Dominic and throws him into the corner. Uh, Pi facing him, sending him reeling with right hands. Whip across corner, Lariat. More right hands. Mysterio bails to the floor and gets a pep talk from Rhea Ripley before returning to the ring. Edge almost immediately, immediately drop kicks him out of the ring as they break the count, dragging Dom around ringside, beating him down. Clearing the announced desk, whip reversed as Mysterio goes hard into the steel steps and begs off. Edge shows no mercy and, put, and puts boots to him as we go back inside the ring. Ripley with a cheap shot, chop block. Dom takes full advantage and puts Edge knee first into the steel steps as we go to the break again. As we come back, Mysterio is in control with right hands, working the injured knee, dropping handstand knees on it, wrenching it with a toehold shifting gears to the three amigos, complete with shimmy. Dom goes up top, but Edge hits the ropes to crotch him into the turnbuckles. As we get a back elbow jockeying for position, Mysterio knocks him down, frog splash, not enough though, as Edge fires up. Edge-o-matic near fall, but Dom lights his knee up with rapid fire punches. Impala DDT connects, both men down and out as Edge charges in and Mysterio ducks a spear and rolls into a half crab. Sitting back deep in the hold, Edge screaming with agony, but he manages to reverse it to an inside cradle for two. As we get a hot shot trying Dominic up into the ropes, Edge lays punches in as the crowd counts and referee Chad Patton uh, admonishes him back to punching again. Patton backs him off. Edge charges in and Rey Mysterio gets in the ring between him and his son as Ray tries to hold him back, but Damian Priest pulls him out of the ring. As Finn Balor then attacks and Chad has no choice. Edge wins by disqualification. <laughs> what do you think of the matchup? Um, was that friggin' Finn Balor wearing a do-rag, by the way? Uh, bandana, close enough. Oh, come on, man. What is he, fucking Los Gangstas Putos? He's trying to find his <laughs> new Judgment Day character, and uh, some of it's working, some of it's not. Uh, I was cool with the match. I like the psychology of the match. Like, Edge was sure. Dominic, except when uh, Judgment Day would get involved, especially Rhea Ripley, you know. Um, and I think I got to continue the feud. Feuds. You can't have a clean finish right now. And that coup de gras on uh, Edge's leg that looked sick. That was awesome at the end. For sure, man. Definitely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Finn, take the friggin' bandana off, brother. Please. Please. I don't like the, uh, the, the ass. Yeah, out. that too. That too. Get that shit out of here, man. Out of here. And get, as a matter of fact, get those skinny leather pants off too, man. Just get a logo on them and it'd be all right. <laughs> something. You know what, man? I'd rather, if they're going to have a bigger power type of storyline, say it be Alistair Black, have it be the fucking uh, the demon Finn Balor. Absolutely. You know I mean, that's or, your bigger power. You know what I mean? That that way you can implement the demon again. It'd make more sense if you do it that way. And it makes Finn larger than you know than life, pretty much. Yeah, even do like a him talking to himself or talking about himself as the demon. Right, you know, right. You know, kind of like Like a, a devil's advocate almost. Almost like a Jinjack type of uh oh was it Jinjack? Yeah, Mark Jinjack. Yeah. Like, do that type of storyline where he was, like, playing a devil advocate. If you remember that? Yeah, just call it the demon's advocate instead, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. Perfect, bro. See? It writes itself, man. You just put two people together. It doesn't take much. And look what we've come up with in a matter of seconds. Yeah. 
It is what it is. It's not that hard, people. You can get shit done well if you just give it some little bit of thought, and that's it. Anyway, I liked the match. It was good. Like you said, there was a lot of there was a lot of story in it. There was a lot of psychology in it. Um, Dom didn't look too bad. I just hate what he's wearing, man. He's still wearing the same shit, just yeah. in dark order colors. Wear the Judgment Day shirt. It looked better when he had that. With like, roll the sleeves up, cut the sleeves off. It looks much better than uh. He's not. He's not. He doesn't have a good enough body for a tight, tight shirt like that. You know. Well, he needs to hit the gym more, man. So that way he can be topless at the very least and wear like black slacks or something. You know what I mean? With just no top on. I mean, just you know, hit the gym a little bit. He did look cooler dressing like the Applebee's worker with the black top. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. He did, man. He looks much better, and you can take him a little more serious. Even though I don't take him serious, but you can certainly take him a little more serious. The way he looks but looking like a power ranger except in a dark order colorway just doesn't roll with me man nah absolutely not maybe throw Oops. a mask on him which this could be leading to something with the mask too but that top still is pretty bad yeah just have it opposite mysterio have it like fucking uh there's no mysterio there's no mystery into who it is under the mask it's dominic it's me dominic something like that nah yeah. i'm joking i don't know do something with him something that's all we're saying so anyway when, uh, Kif, if he goes if he goes face again he should change the 619's name to down in the dm his initials DM. <laughs> yeah cool? oh god Going that'd down. be cool why not man anything anything for dominic mysterio anyway kev in saying that man tell them where they can find you my friend cool actually tomorrow night um 8 p.m uh we're gonna have a exclusive interview with Mr. Ooh la la, uh, Ooh. Ooh la, la. Yeah, former ECWA uh, world champion. And uh, that'll be live 8 p.m. tomorrow on Dollar Club Wrestling Podcast. So check that out. Me and Rock Jim Freddy did an awesome interview. Uh, follow us there. And then uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, Dollar Club Wrestling, Twitter, Dollar Club 24-7. And uh, October 27th, don't forget, Dollar Club Wrestling presents Mischief Night. Rock Jim mm-hmm. Freddy versus the mass Assassin, the Battle Cat, or, or whoever he is, hopefully. The Battle Cat. I like it. I like it. And that's right, it's Mischief Nights, and that's October 27th. And I'm looking forward to it at Dollar Club Wrestling, so look out for it. Is that it, Kev? Was there anything else you needed to say? Um, I think that's it. That's I'll it? Like, I'll be on more of your shows. Oh, 100%. That's right, for sure. Well, in saying that, you can follow me on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Also, like and subscribe right here at thepwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find not just my shows, but Kev's too. And also the blowoffpod.com, our mean media group, and channelattitude.com with five bucks. You can hear us all, including Ben Hamin, Big Ray Hernandez, Vito. I mean, you name it. I mean, GGP, Stevie Richards, even Kevin Panetta's on there too, man. You can hear us all for five bucks at channelattitude.com. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Sexy Tom Kevin Panetta, and you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PwC Network. Peace.
disappointed. But that's too bad. Because this is my life, not yours. Instead of being upset with me, you should look in the mirror and ask yourself, why? Why you never bothered to just get to know me? Why, instead of trying to teach me, you didn't just ask me what I wanted for my career? But you know, for such a tiny, tiny man, you cast a large shadow. And I'm done living under it. your baby boy anymore. Soy un hombre. I'm a man. been sprung. Pick one and start uh -oh. swinging. Just had a match against Sonyville, just defended her title. About to take on all of damage control. Belair's gonna do just that. Belair's gonna fight going full well. She's outnumbered. How about three on one just too much, even for the EST right now. What it means to be the champion. Oh. Bianca fighting with everything she's got left. Here comes oh my Blake. God! Here comes Oscar. Alexa Bliss and Oscar at Belair's back before. 
Let's see the odds here tonight. The same sense from Clash at the Castle. A brawl has broken out on Monday Night Raw. Bailey stomping the EST in the corner. Now Bailey is outnumbered. Who's on the under, other foot now? No way out for Bailey. Uh, Bailey might want to turn around. No good option right now for Bailey. Otis. Oh, super kick right to the dome of Otis. Gables rocked. Oh, my God. Final beat. The cover. Huge win for Johnny Gargano. Oh, my God. Mr. Money in the Bank. Amanda said he had his hands on and couldn't face Johnny Gargano. This was Johnny Gargano's moment, and Austin Theory just took it. Oh, no, 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 no. And Matt Riddle is a danger to himself. Dakota may secure this. Oh! Shoulders down, one, two, three, we have new champions! We got the power, we got the rage, control the stage, Here your control the game. And the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Damage Control! Because I hope you are everything you claim to be. I hope you are the future of WWE, but I've been watching you. I've been listening to you. I can see how you carry yourself. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think you have what it takes to be the future. You have no- Now shut up and listen to me, because I want you to prove me wrong. Come on, prove me wrong. Prove all these people wrong. You know how to do it. You know how to do it. I'll tell you. You stop thinking about the moments that were handed to you, and you start making your own moments. You know how to do that. You check your ego at the door. You look at yourself in the mirror. You realize you're not as good as you think you are, but you let your passion drive you to get better. And more importantly, you leave everything you have in this ring every time you step foot in front of these people. That, that, that's how. You prove me wrong. That's how you become the future. That's how you become the face of WWE. Oh, here we go. That's gonna beat some sense into Austin Theory. Kevin Owens was shooting from the heart oh. here, but it didn't make a difference. Don't expect Austin Theory to back down, trying to slug it out with Kevin Owens. Finally get some help here. Oh! Fishers are doing a very good job at separating these two. There are Giants just slugging it out. Here they go. Oh, 
Owens all over Theory, Theory all over Owens. We'll take an army out here to restore order. More help coming from the back. Finally, these two are separated. A wounded ego is a dangerous thing. Clearly done. Oh my God. These two try to rip each other apart. Oh, what a huge shot from Kevin Owens. You saw how emotionally charged Kevin Owens was. And there we go with the briefcase. His preferred weapon. Think about the stunner. Look at, look at the positioning of Edge. Oh my God, it's Ray. It's now unloaded. Oh my God. Steel chair to the leg. Ray is laid out at our table. Barking orders to Dominic Mysterio. But the lake is already done.
nigga. Most of these niggas be bitches too, but you don't never hear that side of the story. So, uh, we finna do this shit like this. It's like I tell my niggas, keep your eyes on these bitches. They love to tell a nigga, young, dumb, and getting riches. What the fuck you think a trick is, nigga? Niggas thinking with his dick and then get tricked out all his riches by bitch. I made it school you to the rules of the game, it'll cost ya. Think you out of the just cause she let a nigga toss her. It's like a motherfucking prick. <laughs> she don't give up free conversation. Get that bitch on seven digits, what she call ya? That's that little tramp, what's up? And then she has to Nigga hang up, word up And let that bitch meditate to the dial tone And call me when you're ready to bone And it's on, I'm motherfucking Mac tonight Stay back, stay strapped, cause my raps is tight These fucking punks, I hate to sniff When it gets the grain and the game to be fake ass bitches God damn, you can't just hit them niggas with that game And expect them to accept it Girl, you heard niggas feelings But we gon' kick this shit like this here I can't stand fake ass bitches Lying ass niggas in your punk That's my mother. She educated a whole bunch of you old raggedy ass niggas. So y'all take that shit back to y'all camp and uh, you sleep on that dick. It's like. I can't stand fake ass bitches, lying ass niggas in your punk ass snitches. I can't stand fake ass bitches, lying ass niggas in your punk ass snitches. I can't stand fake ass bitches, lying ass niggas in your punk ass snitches. I can't stand fake ass bitches, lying ass niggas in your punk ass snitches. Oh, you too, nigga. Don't think we ain't talking about your punk ass. You old fake ass nigga. Standing there wearing all them Pendletons and khakis and all that. You soft as a motherfucking gray. Ain't this a motherfucking bitch? I can see right through your flower ass. Some of these niggas is bitches too, man. I tell you. It's gonna be harder and harder to be a thug in 94. But we gonna do this shit. Y'all take this shit and you play this shit for every single fake ass bitch out there. And there's plenty of them. You probably got one sitting next to you right now. This fake ass head to this dope ass shit that he listening to. Fake ass motherfucking bitch. Die in 94. I meant this in the nicest way possible, man. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.